Hey everyone, welcome back to the show, AV Insider. Hopefully you've turned into the right one, and if you have, welcome back. If you haven't, also welcome. My name's Johnny Moda. I'm your host of the show, AV Insider, which can be found, of course, at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab, and of course, brought to you by Tascam, professional-grade audio equipment for people like Johnny who maybe can't afford the professional-grade stuff specifically even though this is professional grade it's a bit nicer on my budget i live in a state called california where things aren't so friendly in my pocket but but you know what i can rely on at the end of the day tascam equipment at tascam.com check them out and as i mentioned the show av insider can be found at ravepubs.com under the rave radio tab where my show lives along with a, a bunch of other unique ones different hosts different guests different takes different outlooks on life check us out ravepubs.com under the rave radio tab as I mentioned, and if I didn't, I have a special guest today, and I have brought back a person who's been on the show prior, but today representing a different company. And so with that, I have brought back Brad Paulson, who is currently the National Sales Manager at Hegel America, representing the United States. Brad, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here, Johnny. Yeah, man. So as I mentioned, you've been on the show in the past representing other brands, but today, you are representing Hegel America, meaning that you were representing the the U.S. version of Hegel because Hegel is a uh, is it European company? Is that correct, or is it Norwegian? Company? Norwegian company. I was way off. Norwegian company. So, uh, typically, what I like to do, and this is how we'll start. I want to know the the story sort of behind Hegel. They are a Norwegian company, which you have mentioned. Um, but before we do that as we always do, we want to lo know a little bit about you, which we've done in the past. As I've mentioned, you've been on the show represented as other brands, but today you are representing Hegel. So if maybe you could give us just a quick sort of overview about your past of who you are and your experience in the AV technology industry. Well, I've been in the industry about 43 years, gives you a little idea what my age is. Um, <laughs> Forever 21. I know it's, Yes. The years go quick. I keep looking at my driver's license. I'm like, holy crap, look what's going on here. <laughs> um, yeah, I retailed in high school. I retailed in college, put myself through college selling stereo equipment. I was always just a fanatic about audio equipment. And mm -hmm. Of course, back in those days, you didn't have computers and iPhones and all the gadgets everybody's got. So stereo was really high on everybody's list. Everybody had stereo back then. And Worked my way through college. I got out. I worked as a manufacturer's representative for a while, and that wasn't really my cup of tea. So I went back to retailing. And as a single guy, I would just move around the country to Colorado, to California, and just drive in somewhere and get the stereo shop to hire me and then live and experience a new place. And just really always passionate about audio. And, and you know, back in the day, I mean, it's still the same today, but on a smaller form fashion. Back in the day, it was like being a lifeguard. I mean, you wanted to be able to show the best system in town, be the guy who could put together the best tunes for people. And it was just really fulfilling to be able to give people better music and, and do it, you know, where there was value in the system. And so that was always my passion and fire. And then I had a store for years in Santa Barbara, California. And, and then I moved out of that and I got into the manufacturing side about 27 years ago. And and most of my manufacturing side, I've worked by contract with different manufacturers doing projects for them, doing um, new product launches for new companies, reinvention for companies. That's kind of what my specialty had been. Yeah. And it's 
been very fulfilling because I've been lucky. Timing's everything to be able to work with lots of really cutting edge brands and specifically the last 10 or 12 years, be able to work with brands that are sailing in today's world, which the quality is good enough for audiophile, for the audiophile two channel music type guy, but also brands that had custom features for the custom installation explosion that's been going on in the US. So it's been a good training ground for me going from being a hi-fi hound to learning networking and a lot of custom features and, and getting to know the custom dealers around the country and how their businesses run so you can try and see how you fit into it. And I'm thrilled to be with Hagel right now. They're, they're what I just described an epitome of it right now, along with many other things that they bring to the marketplace. So now that brings us to Hagel 2018, where you're now the, the national sales manager for America, essentially the United States of America. And with that, is does that mean that Hagel is new to the United States? No, they, they've been in the U.S. about 10 years. Um, Hagel's been selling for about 20 years, and they've been in existence for about 30 years. Um, it's really cool. Hagel's, in many ways, is very unique. It's really a technology company. And and what what I mean by unique is a couple key points here. One is Bent Holter, who is the original founder for Hagel, is still now 100% owner of the company, the chief designer, and still very vibrant. And, you know, obviously a lot of things that come out of his brain as far as technology and where we go with Hagel. And it makes me feel like back in the late 70s and 80s when high-end audio was really exploding, you know, if you had Teal speakers, you had Jim Teal, the guy with the passion doing the design. You had all these factories where you had the dreamers and the guys with the passion leading it. And so much of that's gone away today where so many of the high-end brands are just owned by corporations now. And the original dreamers and founders and drivers of it are retired. They sold off and they moved into the sunset. And typically what we see out of these high-end brands, even though they make very good gear, is they get more cost conscious. They don't have quite the same vision, quite the same commitment to trying to be on the cutting edge. But Bent Holter at Hagel, here we are. We've got, we've got a guy that's been dripping the passion from day one with Hagel still leading the charge with it all. And he started the brand in 1988, which is interesting. It started as a technology company. Um, he, he was an electronic specialist in college, and his thesis he wrote was on transistors and transistor design. And when he started Hagel in 1988, he brought in a partner, one of the biggest telecom companies in Europe, and it was all focused on transistor design and transistor layout and how to reduce distortions. And for 10 years, that's what they did was they created technology and they created patents. And then at the 10-year point, the telecom company was ready to move on with what they had achieved and bent, bought the patents back from them and bought sole ownership of the company. And... In 1998, Hagel started making their full lines of products with a lot of the design and inventions that Bent had delivered for the previous 10 years with his vision of how transistors should operate and how to reduce distortion and harmonic distortion within normal amplifiers, which are in all amplifiers. So it's cool having a guy that has the vision still being there leading, still very vibrant, still always looking to find, you know, the next mountain to climb and based on technology that he's invented and patented as well too. Right. And so with the, the products that Hegel is currently offering, um, 
it looks like this is definitely a prime candidate for I, I mean I would think more of the the well not necessarily maybe in the past the two channel market the hi-fi market but more now specifically I think has been sort of redirected at, at even the CI channel or the CDM market the custom electronic design installation association yeah what 100% and that's that's a big part of the partnership of bringing me on board as well too because that's a market I've been working in for quite a long time but what Hegel has done is taken the audiophile performance that they've been acclaimed to review after review after review and built a fantastic reputation. And then, you know, you've got state-of-the-art amplification with unique Hegel circuit designs to it. You've got digital sections that are just outstanding, and we obviously live in the digital world today. And then putting in custom features of IP control and control systems and, you know, full-on streaming, whether it be UPnP or, you know, USB inputs or however you want to interact with it. So, you know, they had good vision. They saw that the U.S. market specifically, that the two-channel dealers were kind of slowing down out there, and, and there were less of them today, and the audiophile crowd was just kind of slowly diminishing out there, but the custom crowd was just exploding out there. But you have to be able to integrate into a whole house system, integrate into control, be a master of digital if you want to be able to play in a full digital system. So they've had the foresight to begin putting those type of features and performance into their audiophile products, which makes them very unique. So in terms of the products themselves, uh, let's and we're going to focus here on the U.S. because this is your area. The, the business model in which Hegel is structured for the United States, is this uh, a specific direct-to-dealer uh, business model? Well, you know, we want to have a foot on both sides of the road, um, you know, one in the custom and growing within the custom, but still with the audiophile side of it as well, too. And there's a lot of unique stuff as far as a high performance with Hagel. And um, I was talking about it with a couple people today. It's like Hagel amplifiers. They're real amplifiers. I mean, not even getting into the technology of what they call adaptive feed forward, which we'll talk about as we go down through here. But when I grew up, amplifiers used to follow Ohm's law, where it was rated 100 watts at 8 ohms. If you went to 4 ohms, dropped the resistance down with the speaker, you would double your power. And if you dropped it again, cut the ohms in half, you would double your power again. And that was considered real amplifiers because speakers are reactive. They're not resistive. They're not like putting a resistor on the end of an amplifier. And so you may have an 8-ohm speaker that dips down to 4 ohms or 3.5 ohms or whatever, and the amplifier should be able to produce the extra power to play those frequencies as they come through so all the waveforms come out in the proper ratio. Nothing's being distorted or held back on it. And the reality of today, even in the high end, I mean, I hate saying this, but it's true, even in the high end, most amplifiers don't follow Ohm's law. If they're rated 100 watts at 8, instead of being 200 at 4, they might be 140 watts, they might be 150 watts. They don't fully respond to the way they should, and that's all about cost cutting out there. The, you know, the power supplies that you put inside amplifiers are the most expensive part that go in there, and so manufacturers look to you know, save as much money as they can on the power supplies. I'm not saying they put bad power supplies in there, they just don't put the power supplies and the regulation that allows the amplifier to really follow Ohm's law and really give the music everything the music should have. And you see that in reviews of Hegel. Um, 
it's we just launched a new integrated amplifier, the H590, and it's rated 301 watts per channel. And that's at 8 ohm, your typical 8 ohm rating. But at, at 4 ohms, it does 600. And at 2 ohms, it does 1,200. And Hi-Fi News o over in Europe, who owns Stereophile here, they just did a review on it, just an amazing review in, in many, many ways, which I could wax poetic, but I'll just kind of hit one of the highlights I'm heading for right now. They said it was the most powerful integrated amp they'd ever had. And at one ohm, it was putting out 2,290 watts per channel. So, I mean, you know, it's something that's rated in the literature at 300, but with over 2,000 watt peak capability, if the music and the speaker demands it beyond. So, Hegel really makes this audiophile performance as the basis of the product that they make. All our amplifiers follow that type of performance where it gives you everything that the music is looking to give you. It doesn't hold anything back. And I take it it's because of the way that they're made in the power supply used, correct? Yeah, it, it's big power supplies, big lots of output devices onto it. The quality of putting parts in for high regulation so everything's under control, nothing's going crazy and oscillating. But it's really putting the quality of the device and the design inside and not wanting to compromise on it because you can. You know, I mean, unfortunately in America – you know, a lot of decisions are made when it comes to audio by people with their eyes, not with their ears. And a lot of people don't have the capability to go to dealers where, you know, you can hear brand A versus brand B like in the old days and, and really hear the difference and go, okay, I get it. You know, I'll step up over to this. So Hegel's very humble. When you look at their literature, when you look at their website, they really talk about the quality of the sound more than they talk about the specifications with the sound. And they don't really tout you know, that we do these extreme dynamic ranges with extreme current behind it. I mean, if you talk to people at Hegel and ask them about it, yes, they'll talk about it, but they don't really beat their chest like you normally see in North American advertising and North American marketing. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that. It's very true. Uh, so in terms of um, how Hegel is made, and I'm assuming because they're a Norwegian company, they are 100% made in, in Norway. Is that correct? No, they're made in Norway and China. And what okay. they do is in Norway, they buy all the key parts for the amplification and then they'll ship over to have the boards and assembly done over in China. But mm -hmm. they make sure that all the parts, the critical parts are purchased in Norway so they know that they're getting the right parts into it. And, and then China helps them with the cost of assembly to it. So it's kind of a 50-50. I, I was more so just trying to get direction in terms of how Hegel... Uh, sources material where it comes from assuming that they were in Norway you know it comes there and, and coming from manufacturing myself in my younger years um, you know the cost of labor obviously isn't cheap it, at least when we're talking to North America um, but you know everyone does it a little bit differently and so just sort of I guess trying to figure out how that works now being that they come from Norway and when products are ready to ship uh, is Hegel like stocking stuff here stateside or is it all coming direct from Norway? Uh, we have a warehouse here in Massachusetts, and this is Hegel America, and we have Hegel employees here in the U.S. So we have full inventory in the U.S. We have repair centers in the U.S. We have myself and Eileen Gosvig here in the U.S. for to take care of dealers and help them. So it's really like dealing with a U.S. company, not somebody in a whole different time zone across the pond. Okay. 
Yeah, that sounds good. Now, and then in terms of um, in terms of products, we talk about living in a digital era, right? And and things in the past were very analog, and you know things adapt, people change, likes needs. Um, with that, does Hegel sort of still? You mentioned sort of still catering to the hi-fi side, but there's still sort of a digital stuff. We talk about uh, other amp. Um, like CD players, DACs, etc., digital amplifiers, if you will, um, even streamers. Are, are these types of products that Hegel is currently carrying today? Yeah, we're, we're all over those categories, and, and we try to do not, not just the interface between streaming devices, but we want the digital signal to be as high performance as it can. And it's like the H590 I mentioned earlier, our newest integrated, um, in that digital section, it, it's what's called bit perfect, and whatever comes in, it plays it in its native format. It, most digital products out there, when you run a signal in, the DAC's been set to a certain frequency to either upsample or downsample, depending on what it's doing. And the manufacturers make a case for that, but the reality and sound quality with that is when you start changing upsampling and, and messing with the with the data. You may do something that improves, but you also add negative to it as well. You're far better off if you can actually decode in its natural format and just play bit perfect and not process or massage it. So now that you're on board with Hegel here in the United States, obviously you want to try and you know get Hegel to the right people. And I mean, I guess an ideal word ideal world, everyone would own Hegel equipment, but from what I can gather, we want to provide Hegel to the correct either dealer, correct end user, which I'm not a huge fan of the term, but it, for lack of better words or terms, end user or project, if you will, right? So there, and because you range from hi-fi to digital, which I still could be considered hi-fi in my opinion, which is probably a longer conversation. It's just a different format for a modern day. Um, there are so many solutions now that Hegel offers, and you know maybe that's kind of the way they've done, but they've adapted to sort of give that sort of premium product while still maintaining, uh, and the way you put it as well, bit perfect, um, providing a solution at the end of the day for a multitude of projects. So. Again, I'd like to say that I think in an ideal world, you know, everyone would own Hegel equipment, but obviously that doesn't work out. But it does feel like there at least is a different solution for a different case. So you could just be the power section for some amplification and someone else is using a different streamer or, um, you know, someone else has a different CD player or vice versa. So there are bits and pieces and obviously, you know, you want to try and match accordingly or help the dealer in this case find the appropriate um, solution for their needs. Yeah, and, and you know, we make products starting at, at two thousand dollars and up for integrated amplifiers, and and the reputation Hegel has out there is because of the way we build amplifiers, and also because of our Sound Engine Two technology. That it, let's say it's seventy watts or sixty watts per channel, we sound much bigger than what competitors units do. We can drive much bigger speakers, much more inefficient speakers. So we really almost provide a tool for the dealers where, you know, when you're doing a system, it's usually speaker centric. Yeah, they look good. I like them. That'll fit into my, you know, whatever, whether it be sitting on the floor or in a bookshop or in the wall or whatever it might be. 
And if you can sell a high quality speaker, that's outstanding. But then if you can put in a value driven amplification unit and like an integrated amplifier from Hegel, you can power them properly and really get high performance out of it without busting the bank. So, you know, we have units at 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 6,000, and a new $11,000 flagship, the, the one that puts out over three horsepower of power that I mentioned, the 2,290 watt peak. But it's like when we introduced the Rost, which is a very popular unit for us, it's $3,000, 70 watts per channel. And when it was introduced, it was taken to shows and hooked up to large, very inefficient speakers that you would never typically hook up a 70-watt amp of anything to it. And everybody was just blown away at how large the Hegel sounded, even though it was rated at, rated at a modest 70 watts per channel. So we look at them as tools that you can stay speaker-focused, get the speaker of your choice, you know, combination, obviously, of performance, price, cosmetics, application, all that. And then you can slide in Hegel from the low piece up and be very, very happy with your purchase. So in terms of um, where I can, you know, we talked about, you know, in the old days you were able to do, you know, comparison, you know, A versus B, which is great because like you said, which I feel is very true, today's, um, let's say end user again, today's end user looks, okay, yes, that's going to fit my space, or I visually don't like that, or, and then we talk about visuals, but not necessarily the audio component, which is, in my opinion, still the most important, and not to offend designers' world, because visual is very key when it comes to mm -hmm. the portion of the project. At the end of the day, what it sounds like is still very, very crucial. So de depending on who you're talking to, whether that's the hi-fi enthusiast or an audiophile who, who bleeds audio all day long, or someone who is just wanting to get into it, I still strong, wholeheartedly believe that audio is the most important portion of any audio product, right? Yes, you. I guess you could say you visually want it to look well and match your space and fit accordingly, but at the end of the day, what's most important is going to be what it sounds like. So my question is, my question is that, where can, in trade show wise, where is it we could go and listen to your product? So I, I mentioned Cedia, the Custom Electronic Design Installation Association trade show. Uh, I assume that, that is a place where we could go, but are there other trade shows that we could go and, and see you, see the team, listen to the products? Yeah, and, and in all honesty, I haven't made up my mind which ones this year. I'm just putting together a 2019 schedule, and we're trying to okay. decide which shows make the most sense for us, sure. whether it be a, you know, a Rocky Mountain or Southern California shows, and yeah. you know, you've got Expona. There's a bunch of them out there, and you can't really do them all. I mean, it, yeah. it's a pretty big effort to do them all, and you have to kind of look at your return on investment, and so... I'm just right now in the process of putting the calendar together for 2019, so I'd have better answers for that later down the road here, probably in about 30 days. Okay, well, we'll definitely have you back to, <laughs> to answer that question and regardless, and obviously want to learn more about Hegel. So uh, with, with that, in terms, of, in terms of product offerings, and I guess going back to my initial question of, of how, this is, uh, how this is, I, I must have just missed the answer. Uh, is this purely these products here in the United States a direct to dealer uh, product, or do you have a distribution model as well for that? High it's a direct component? dealer product. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, now, what, what we're endeavoring to do, 
I mean, again, I go back to what I said at the beginning that it's so unique to have a vibrant owner that started the company, that had the vision, is still leading the company, still leading new product development. And I want to bring, and Hagel wants to bring this family relationship to the dealers in the U.S. where, you know, you don't go back in time, but bring back some of that really great partnership where you really take care of each other and stand behind each other and help each other all for the common goal of getting better sound out there and making some money. So being that you're new to the company, and I've been here for a little bit now, but um, what would you envision? Like what, what, what's your number one goal moving into 2019 with Hagel? Um, really to, to put in the dealer base into the custom world and of course expand a little bit more into the two channel world as well out there. But really to expose Hagel. I mean, mm-hmm. Hagel hasn't done a lot of advertising in the U.S. And, you know, it's just, as I said earlier, it's a very humble company. They talk very humble about everything. And I'm trying to bring a little bit more of, you know, let, let's beat our chest a little bit and tell people loudly what we've got, politely, but loudly, and tell them what kind of wads we got. Tell them the advantage of Sound Engine 2 technology. Tell them what's really wonderful about Hagel and, and make it clear to people. And so... I think it's just going to be a lot more exposure and I'm going to put a little bit of the North American spin onto it since that's where I live and that's where I grew up. And, you know, I don't, I'm not as humble as they are because I know I need to get people's attention. When you sit down and have a meeting with them, you want to sink a few meat hooks into them right away where they go, wow. Okay. I mean, I sit down and I tell people about the power capabilities of the units. They're not used to hearing that. And then I explained the Sound Engine 2 technology I mentioned earlier called Adaptive Feed Forward, which is the patent, one of the patents Hagel has, which is incredibly unique. And I'd like to just explain that real briefly and simply as I can. Yes. Um, I told you that Vent started the company in 1988, and it was a technology company and was focused on transistor, transistor design and application, and lowering distortions. And when you have an amplifier, amplifier, integrated amplifier, receiver, whatever it might be, you know, a signal comes in. Well, when the signal goes through the amplifier, the semiconductors add certain distortions themselves, and the transistors add what's called crossover distortions, and it's just part of amplifiers. There's no way you can run signals through semiconductors without them doing something to the signal. And typically the way most manufacturers out there handle it, it's with what's called negative feedback. And what they'll do is they'll compare the signal coming into the amp to the signal going out, and then they'll take the difference and they'll invert it and they throw it back in at the input of the amplifier to try and cancel out the distortions that are going to be created when it goes through the amplifier. And that's called negative feedback. And that's pretty much how 99.9% of amplifiers run out there. Well, the problem with that is time alignment. By the time you measure the front and then you circle back around and come back in, you're, the, the signal you're putting back in to invert and cancel out the distortions is a little out of time with the signal that's going through the amplifier, and, and that attributes to what people call the solid-state sound. Well, the Sound Engine 2 technology, Vent designed a way where they analyze the signal coming in, they see the differences. Well, instead of going back to the front and being out of time alignment, out of phase with it, they add it in at the output of the amplifier so it's in perfect time with the original signal going through. So signal comes through, semiconductors add whatever little distortions they do. 
hmm. crossover distortion and the switching of the transistors, which is typical in class A B amplifiers, which is what most amplifiers are out there. That's added to the signal. Um, the Hegel has an analog computer, small analog computer built inside, analyzes that, subtracts difference out, inverts the phase and throws it in at the output as the original signal is going out. So it's in time and cancels out the distortions. And the end result is you get this very open, very clean, very non-solid state sound. I mean, you get dynamic range, you get bass, you get all the things that solid state's famous for, but you don't get that bite, that kind of click your eyes shut when you're playing loud that you get on most solid state designs. Just very clean, very detailed, and very natural. And I think at the end of the day, that's that's ultimately what I would like to hear. And, you know, I could be biased towards a certain type of sound, but I want something to sound natural. I want something to sound realistic. I don't want it to, to be influenced. And when we talk about uh, music, and just to go back to for people who are unsure what the heck I'm talking about here, when I listen to a certain type of speaker or amplifier, uh, there are a lot out there, and I don't want to say all, but there are a, a ton that have their own sound and this is a much longer conversation, yep. but they have their own yep. sound and that's, that's what they carry. You, you know, you hear a brand X, you hear brand Y and brand X is very, um, it's voiced, you know, when you talk about a speaker, the same through that series of product and, and uh, brand Y is also known for their type of sound, but at the, sort of at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I like certain sounds. I like the way certain sounds feel, but, certain people are very particular and I guess I could be one where I want to sound natural. I don't, I don't want it to be influenced. I, I would prefer a more natural sound, but that's, that's just me. And not to say that I can't enjoy the music at the end of the day, if it is influenced by a certain type of electronic or uh, resistor or, or something to that effect. I, I just, at the end of the day, I would like to hear, let's take the artist input, right? So the way the artists and the engineers record in, in the studios there's a lot of work that goes into that, right? Uh, yep. to, to, to get that perfect, right? At the end of the day, I would, I would at least like to hear all that work that they put in, right? And, and you know, everyone has their own preferences. That's just me. So uh, I applaud those efforts from, you know, Hegel in this example and other people to make it sound very natural because I don't want it to be, um, you know, certain terms will say, you know, it's, it's more rich and it's more warm. Again, that's not negative in any way, just uh, depending on what we're talking about. But uh, the term natural, when I hear natural, and um, that's that's what I want to hear. You know, I want to hear, uh, let's just take Diana Krall. I want to hear Diana Krall like right in front of my eyes. I don't want to hear a, a very different, warm, enriched version of Diana Krall. I want to hear her. You know, I want to hear, you know, Lady Gaga, whoever your favorite artist is, uh, Taylor Swift. I've named a few women here. I'm biased. Um, you know, <laughs> I'd like to hear, you know, something as natural as possible. But again, at the end of the day, no, nothing negative to other companies, electronics or, or speaker companies. Uh, nothing bad your way if you have a sound that isn't natural, but it is more your specific brand sound. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I just like things a certain way, and I, I still enjoy your products, trust me. But back to Hegel. Well, the way Hegel looks at it is they look at the speaker is the biggest influencer in the sound. And, and, you know, the speaker is what takes electrical energy and changes it to mechanical. That's a big transformation. And what Hegel wants to do is be neutral. They want to let, let the sound come through with as little influence as possible. And then 
they're assuming that the speaker is going to have the biggest differences, which is absolutely accurate to it. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you look at the design parameters of Hagel, okay, let's make amplifiers that actually double as the resistance go down. So dynamic range is full, no matter what you're playing through with it. The speaker dips down in low impedance. We don't shunt the signal. We still play the waveforms and all their glory to it. We cancel out the distortions that the amplifier is adding to the signal as it goes through. And then the sound engine technology also has a third benefit, which is it gives very high dampening factor. And dampening factor is was commonly referred to as the measurement that shows you how well the amplifier is going to control the speaker and control the woofer specifically as well, too. And Hagel products, the dampening factor ranges from 2,000 to 4,000, which is almost unheard of because the industry average is about 100 to 140. So you take a little Hagel integrated amplifier and put a big speaker onto it. It grabs the woofers, it grabs the drivers, and it controls it like a much larger amplifier that you would expect, even though it may be modest in its wattage rating. But the wattage is double as the ohms go down. You reduce the distortions. You grab a hold of the speaker. And... You just try to kind of be invisible, get the music through without influencing it. Right. And, and again, I applaud Hegel for doing that because like, you know, if, if your preference is a speaker that has a certain sound to it, uh, coming from the electronic standpoint, you don't want to influence the sound coming out. You want that to be your, your speaker, right. Or, or, or whomever, but not, not influenced before it gets to that point. Yeah. Um, and so with it, I, I want to kind of go back to the, the custom portion of, of Hagel, right? So you, you have a few multi-channel amplifiers, I believe, that are in the C-series, C53, 54, and 55. Um, yeah, the, this is a new product launch. We're just getting ready to launch. They'll be shipping here in a couple of weeks right now. Okay. And after showing at the CD show several years, people kept asking for a multi-channel amp, both for home theater both for distributed audio where they may have some very high quality in wall or in ceiling speakers and they want some real amplification to run it. And so Hagel came up with a C5 series and you can get it with three channels in it, four channels in it, or five channels in it. And each channel is modular like a monoblock. And when we were at CD, it was really cool because we were showing the back end of one and right at a modest 150 watts, but it's 300, that's an eight ohm. But 300 watts at 4 ohm and 600 watts at 2 ohm, typical Hagel and sound engine technology to minimize the distortions through the unit and the very high dampening factor. All the trademark Hagel stuff, we'd show this amp and people were like, oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. And then we'd open up a drawer that we had and we had a single amp module that we could hand to people. And all of a sudden they saw that each channel had its own big toroidal power supply on it, which you just don't see. Typically, five-channel, seven-channel amps will have one toroidal power supply feeding all channels. Ours, if it's three-channel, it's got three toroidals. If it's four or five, it's got four or five toroidals. And it's like the five-channel amp weighs 85 pounds because you've got five big toroidal power supplies on there. But it makes those channels just perform. I mean, the speed and the slam and the control from there, um, it's like having five monoblocks running your system in one chassis. Man, you're breaking my back just describing these things. I'm looking at them online right now at uh, Hegel.com, H-E-G-E-L.com, and uh, mm -hmm. listening. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I'm like, I I'm looking at them now, and they look to be in the range of about a 2RU, 2-rack two unit um, form factor. It could be a little more. Um, I'm unclear. A 3U. 
three U. Okay, a little bit bigger. So uh, yeah, man, the, my days of installs are, are kind of long gone. But uh, you know, putting in products like this and, and something similar, especially with toroidal transformers, you talk about the weight rating. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff to move and. The performance, what you're saying, sounds like it would be phenomenal, and I have yet to put one of these in, so I can only assume and, and hear what you're telling me, and so I'm taking your word for it because I believe in you, Brad. I, well, I, uh, it's, it's yeah. crazy, Johnny, because, I mean, they don't have to put five toroidal power supplies in there. Everybody expects no. one, but, th right. but that's what Hagel does. You know, I mean, that's their commitment to trying to really make it sing and really be everything it can be. I, I was just in Florida last week, and I was at a very high-end custom dealer in Jupiter, and they do extreme high-end work, and they saw the amplifier and the construction and the toroidals, and I told them what the ratings were, and they were, like, blown away. And, and one of the lead project designers said, I have two jobs right now. I'm going to stick those into it. He goes, um, typically, he goes, it's pretty common. We can go into a house, and, you know, you got multi-zones all over, but you might end up with one or two higher quality zones where they've got some very high-end in-wall or in-ceiling speakers. And he says the multi-channel amps we use for distribution just don't light them up. He goes, I'm going to spec these in for those channels. And then I'll use the lower grade stuff to run the other six or seven rooms that aren't as important. And they were just stoked. So, I mean, we sold two of them right there on the spot just because of the capability of the amplifier. Right. I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought that up because typically like you, like, just like you just said, and not necessarily your words, but directly from the dealer. So typically what I've seen in the past is, yeah, you know, this is the room where we want to spend a little more money to get that high quality sound. And the other ones in the you know, distribution are kind of like, well, they're just, they're not as bad. They're more of just background music. And, you know, regrettingly going in, I'm, I'm kind of like, I feel bad about putting this other multi-channel amplifier in here in comparison to the two channel zones or, because listening to side by side could not compare, right? They, they just couldn't, yeah. can't. And it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, you know, I, it's got my name on it and I don't really want to put something subpar by comparison to, let's just say in this case, Hegel in one room and brand X in the other room that just can't match the output of what Hegel is, you know, at a, at a minimal, let alone optimal level of, of listening. And it's unfortunate because I try to, you know, I try to, uh, relay the importance of audio quality to anyone who will listen to me bang on that drum all day long because people often tell me, they say, I can't hear the difference. And I say, okay, well, I, I hear what you're saying, but I strongly disagree. There's a great reason for it. And we could have a, an ongoing conversation about that, but there is a notable difference. And all you have to do is listen to, let's just say, Hegel is brand X and then brand Y is someone else that's not putting out the same quality of audio you go in one room you go the other one you leave the output the same assuming that the speakers are the same in the same room but the amplification isn't and you can hear a notable difference without adjusting the the volume or tone to it 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 is very right. noticeable and so again i think there's just a little bit of education that needs to happen and so with that uh you are definitely doing that with hegel and i applaud your efforts and would love to learn more moving forward into the new year of 2019 and I would hope to see more products for the CI channel because that's where I was sort of born into at a young age. And I would love to see more. Um, I mean, this is a new category for Hegel. So I would love to see this sort of category, the uh, multi-channel amplifier era and the CI uh, version of Hegel sort of develop. I mean, you know, looking at well, integrators and such, I, I think this is a, a huge category for Hegel. 
Well, we, we have other plans we're dreaming of that if we're as successful with this series as we're expecting to be, there will be other variations coming out. And, and one other um, situation I wanted to share with you that I think is just a crime and I hear about it all the time is people put in theaters and it doesn't matter if it's five channel, seven channel, 14 channel, you know, 29 channel, whatever it might be. Most common complaint I hear and, and custom installers will tell you this is intelligibility out of the center channel for the vocals. And the big culprit for that is typically the amplification that's running the vocals. I mean, when you play music, you can get away with things not being exactly right. When you're playing sound effects, you can get away with things not being exactly right. But when you're trying to hear people talk and understand what they're saying, the ear is much more discriminating. And what you end up with is you end up with these you know, overseas receivers and also multi-channel amps and what's coming through the system, including the center channel, is not even reproduction of the frequencies as the impedance is changing. They're not producing in the proper ratio to keep vocals to the clarity that they should be. And that's where, like, we've got people talking about our three channel. You know, okay, so I'll stick these pieces in to get the processing at a decent price. This will be cool. We'll use this amplifier to run, you know, some of the spare speakers, but for the left, right, and center, we're going to put the Hagel in there so things are crystal clear. The vocals will be crystal clear coming out of the center channel because you got amplification that's working the way amplification is designed to work. And, and I can't overstate that. I mean, when you measure a lot of other gear out there that's being sold, it, and you really measure it, not just looking at the specs of the manufacturer, they don't play accurately. They don't expand the way they're supposed to. They don't control in ratio through all the frequencies and sounds that are coming through. And you really hear that specifically in center channel with the vocals. So it's, I've heard that if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times from custom installers. <laughs> so sort of just to sort of recap the, the product breadth currently, you range from power amplifiers to pre's, integrated amps, DAC, CD players, and the custom multi-channel amplifiers that we had mentioned, which is sort of a new category to Hagel and in regards to the CI channel and custom integrators that are out there. Um, I would love to, to see that sort of develop, right? I, I really hope, you know, and from this one story in Florida, it sounds like it's going to be a good um, division of Hagel for, for you. And hopefully this sort of takes off with the integrators. And I was not at Cedia this year, so I couldn't really see, hear, touch, feel any of the products that you offer, get a demo. But I, I would hope that the the overall consensus that you got from the dealer base and potential dealer base was, was overall well. From what I'm hearing, yeah. from you, uh, it, it was. And it, this is sort of now just kind of taking off. Yeah, I, I, it looks all very, very positive. And, you know, the, the, the line of integrated is really the, the tree trunk of Hagel. That's where the most units are sold. And because they can be IP controllable, because they can stream, you know, whether it be, you know, UPnP, different ways to stream into the devices, because you can control it with control systems. And you can also put them in as home theater bypass, which people do as well, too, where, Okay, let's say you've got a big all-in-one receiver. Okay, it does the processing. you got your amplification channels, this and that. You can stick a Hagel in there. Let's say our integrated, for talking about integrates, stick it in there, and you can fix the, in, the volume for an input where it becomes a home theater bypass, and you run the left and right channels into the Hagel. So when they watch movies, they use the, the regular volume control for the receiver. 
but it goes through the Hagel, so you get Hagel quality coming through the left and right speakers. And then if you have some two-channel devices that you want to hook up, you hook that strictly to the Hagel. So they're able to play Hagel quality with any music they want. And when they go to a home theater, they get a Hagel quality for the left and right channels coming out of the home theater, all just by putting an integrated amp in. So it's actually uh, very cool. It is cool. In regards to the DAC section of, of Hagel, um, I'm not familiar with what you're currently outputting, but what I, I've heard a lot more of from people, and not everyone, obviously, certain people, let's say the audiophile community, and this may be good or bad, or all wizard smoke, if you will, right? Um, the term MQA, Master Quality Authenticated Music, right? The We're talking about yep. the, the way music is recorded in its file format, which to me, right, that we start with the source and then work our way into the electronics and playback. Does the current DAC selection or any DAC within Hagel offer um, playback of MQA audio? Our, our newest H590, our big boy, is our first entry into MQA, so we're just starting to move into it, and, and it's full MQA does both the double unfold when it does it, and so that's our first step into it, and and our units are softer upgradable as well, too. So as features come in and we see that people like them, then we can add features throughout the line through software upgrading. Very cool. Yeah, it's rare that I hear uh, people sort of mention that, oh, we're not there yet, or you know, we don't feel like that's quite where we need to be for that to be you know, in our DAC section or, or whatever the case may be. But some people are supporting it, obviously. Um, you know, some of the bigger boys and now Hagel, right? So now uh, that is in that product you said, which is your integrated, right? The H590, is that correct? It, that's our flagship integrated, yep. Okay, I'm gonna that just get... That just came out about a week ago. All right, uh, I'll have to give me one of those uh, soon. I'll, I'll send you an email. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I often, like, again, you know, I, I strongly believe in the high quality audio playback in, in any form I'm available, right? And I'm not saying that you have to have the best of the best. In an ideal world, that would be great. Not everyone can afford every system, every version of amplification, uh, distribution, playback. Everyone has a different choice, budgetary needs. And so within Hegel, at least, it seems like there are multiple selections and you've, they, you have all sort of thought out you know, what's, what's gonna be important. And for you in the United States, uh, the custom, I think, is one section, like you're mentioning, and that seems to be growing, as well as the Hi-Fi 2-channel community, which seems to be another, which is your uh, the roots or the tree trunk of the company, right? And you're integrated. Yeah, and, you know, when you take a look at who we compete with, typically, when you look at reviews out there in different magazines, it's, it's always extreme audiophile gear, and it typically doesn't have network streaming, UPMP streaming, MQA, you know, IP control. I mean, these extra features to match them with audiophile grade performance is very unique in our industry right now. Yes, I, I feel that it is very unique, and that's what I was trying to allude to, is that I don't see a lot of manufacturers supporting these types of things, and MQA specifically, this is the topic we, we have come to. Um, why, I, I don't know, because I haven't asked everyone yet, and you know, like I, I use Tidal, I've used uh, Quobuz is another one out of France now, which does yep. not support MQA to my knowledge, but, um, but, you know, going back to title, you know, that's where I'm getting it currently. You know, I honestly don't know where else I can get MQA files, but, um, that seems to be the number one when it comes to getting that, uh, that playback. And 
I would like my gear to support it. And, you know, for things that I don't have, and this is just me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to upgrade because I want to get that experience. I want that quality. And, you know, if I'm looking at Hagel, then I'm, I'm going to go look at your, your, uh, your new integrated, your flagship, the H590 integrated amplifier. Now it's, you know, my job is to sell, but I don't like being a salesman, you know, because I'm a hobbyist and I'm a enthusiast and I'm very pragmatic and the Hagel gear is just so unique. The combination of performance and flexibility and convenience that they package into it. And it has, it has a unique sound, the, the really low distortion, high damping factor quality to it. It was like, I played through Hagel for years, and so I've always had respect for them. I've been aware of them. I always thought they were this kind of this quiet, sleepy company over in Norway that makes really, really cool stuff. And like I said, I'm here to kind of beat the drums bigger and kind of speak like we do in North America to get people's attention. But when they sent me the first integrated amp, they sent me a Rost over here, and I put it into my office. And this may sound stupid, but it's just real. I turned it on, and everything was so clean and natural, you know, not bitey, not metallic sounding, but all the detail was there. I was sitting in my chair, and I, I, I think I was on song seven or eight, and I fell asleep. It was so comfortable listening to it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I wake up. I'm sitting in my office chair. I'm like, wow, that thing put me to sleep. It was so musical. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's, that's good, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know if you want your music to put you to sleep, but if, if listening to music makes you feel comfortable and it feels natural and in this case, an organic sound, um, right. Yeah. It, it's soothing. It, someone I met a long time ago told me that when you talk to people and, and my voice is not the greatest example of this, but music as well, when you speak with people, you would want this sort of soothing connection with them. Whereas some people are sort of abrasive and sort of off putting. So in your example with listening to playback through Hegel, it is very soothing. It is very natural. It is very comforting and it feels well, that's what it was. Yeah. I, I was listening and then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going to this song. These memories are popping in, you know, and those memories pop in and, you know, by song six or seven, whatever, I started closing my eyes and going back with, with the memories that the music brought to me. And, you know, the music wasn't biting me or, you know, keeping me on pins and needles. It was taking me to another place. It was awesome. Awesome indeed. And I would love to learn more. Uh, but as of right now, that's sort of my end of questioning. So if there's anything that we haven't mentioned in regards to Hegel that we should, uh, let me know. And then uh, we'll cover that. Otherwise, that's kind of it. Well, I think we've covered all the key points with it. It's, uh, you know, we're looking to make a lot more noise with Hegel this year and being yeah. visible and certainly going to be out in front of more dealers this year and getting them on, on the shelves and stuff mm -hmm. and just kind of turn the heat up on the marketing in the U.S. And um, I, I'm just looking like having a lot of fun. I, I mean, again, I almost feel like I went back to 1980 where I got this cool gear that's unique that has unique circuitry, unique sound, unique features to it, run by the guy that started the company with the vision and just a humble, music-loving family that I work with. It's really cool. Very cool. So for people listening, if you're interested in purchasing Hegel, you want to become a dealer of Hegel, you just want to learn more about Hegel, I suggest that you just start by going to the website, assuming that you have access to the internet. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. 
It is www.hegel.com, H-E-G-E-L, hegel.com. Start there, and you can sort of review the touching points of the show where we've talked about certain types of electronics, um, a very organic, natural-feeling sound to it. I'm sure that you could head there. There's a dealer section to where you can, I'm sure, be paired with dealers. There's uh, some more information if you want to contact them. Uh, Brad, actually, if there are people need to contact you because they, they are interested, they want to find out what it takes to become a dealer, is there a way to reach you directly? Yeah, they can just have them email me. That's fine. It's brad at hagel.com. Okay, perfect. So brad at hagel.com, B-R-A-D at hagel.com, H-E-G-E-L.com. Yep. Send all inquiries there. Don't send them spam. I'm sure he's not a fan. Um, but, but serious inquiries can go there. All others can at least just start with Hagel.com. But if you're more of a social person like myself and you want to just get involved that way, you want to see stuff, you want to like stuff, you want to get actively involved and learn a bit more that way, it's a digital era, as we mentioned, I would suggest starting with Facebook.com forward slash Hegel Music. If you want to get involved on Twitter, they're simply at Hegel underscore music. If you're more of a visual person and you like imagery, uh, Instagram is simply at Hegel Music System. And of course, you can get some more video demonstrations on youtube.com forward slash Hegel Music System, which will sort of, I believe, keep us current with the current social accounts for Hegel, uh, US and Norway. And if anyone has any questions for me related to the show, you want to send me hate mail because you dislike everything I just said, or maybe <laughs> maybe you agree with some of the things, or you want to be on the show to dispute what Brad said. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, you can send all those inquiries to my assistant who takes emails at Johnny, J-O-H, and then Y at ravepubs.com. That's Johnny at ravepubs.com. Uh, pretty much everything else is at jmota3, J-M-O-T-A, the number three. Uh, or just Google my name, Johnny Mota, which was just recently changed to John Anthony for legal reasons I'm not allowed to talk about. But whatever the case may be, you can search Johnny Mota and find me pretty much anywhere online. Reach out. You've got my email. Again, the show AV Insider is brought to you by Tascam. Check them out at Tascam.com. And the show can be found at RavePubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. Check out my show. Check out all the other shows you have there. There are different age groups, different people, different topics, and they're all unique. So don't just listen to me and don't take my word for it. Head over to ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. Check out our shows. Let us know what you think. Email me some questions or an inquiry for about being on the show. Brad, thank you so much for your time, your expertise, your knowledge, and time, most importantly, because as we all know, time isn't necessarily free. But today you've given some of that to us and your knowledge. So we do appreciate that. And as time progresses, we would love to have you back on the show to talk more on behalf of Hegel on the new product offering and what's new at Hegel. Well, thank you, Johnny. We appreciate the opportunity and I always love talking with you. It's always fun and informative. So very cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Again, the show, AV Insider, thank you for listening. I'm Johnny Moda. We will catch you on the next one.